Welcome back, everyone, to the If You Build a Podcast. I'm Riyad Ali. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Will Ellis. You always laugh. I know, I know because I hear, my, you know, I hear your introduction, your voice. You're so, you're so professional. Uh, again, If You Build It is a podcast that celebrates entrepreneurs, and it sort of just shows you their journey, you know, because it's not easy betting on yourself. But if you put in the time and you have the drive and you create your own life, uh, being an entrepreneur could be very beneficial, very rewarding. I am very excited about yeah. our guest on episode nine sure. of our podcast, <laughs> Sarah Habibi. I saw her on Instagram. I didn't even know she's married to one uh, to Saman, who's in episode three of our uh, of our show here. So you can view it now on YouTube, Apple, and on Spotify. Uh, but she's married to him. But I had no idea that she had such a following on social media. And I was so impressed with the information, the quality of her videos, and just the fun that she's having online. And so thank you, Sarah, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Rhea so, uh, has a question for you. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's so, get into it right away. <laughs> so tell us about your business and what you do. So I am a content creator. I create educational science content on social media. And so I do it on Instagram. I do it on TikTok. I do it on now on YouTube, long form and short form. And it that's the that's the bulk of the business. And I guess we're going to get into the bulk of like how I make money in the business. Yes. But <laughs> now I'm trying to branch out outside of content creation. I've started to dabble in um, a bit more of like the consulting side of things. And I just wrote a book and a lot of consulting. Consulting. Yeah. Scientific consulting. We'll get to that too. I have some more questions first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ria's running this. Well, yeah, go ahead. Question two. So, no, but how did you get into this? Like, what started how did this? I get, yeah. So, I, I started blogging when I was in my PhD. So, in grad school, I remember I'd get questions from my friends saying, What do you do all day in lab? Um, because all my friends had graduated, moved on to their big careers, and I was still in school as a student. And so, I started creating these like videos of me working in my research lab. And then, slowly, I started to explain what I was doing. And then one thing kind of led to another. And I was like, well, here I am now, I guess, blogging on Instagram. And it was always a hobby of mine that I would just do for fun. But then, you know, 2020 happened. Yes. I graduated from, I defended my PhD. I graduated. And now there was no more school to do. <laughs> I, I had to kind of like move on and get a job. And um, as you probably know, the job market, the economy crashed. There yep. were no jobs in right. academia. Um, I just found out I was pregnant with my son. And I was like, well, what am I going to do now? I was ready to kind of just throw away my whole social media content creation hobby. And I thought, well, maybe let's just try and like dive into this. I'll do it for a year. I'll have my son. I'll do it. And in a year, I'll reevaluate what do I want to do? Because at this point, I had started to make some money from it. So and at that point, how many followers did you have? At that point, I had, I think I had just under 20,000 on Instagram. <laughs> and <laughs> on under. TikTok, yeah, yeah. I was like almost at 100,000 on TikTok. And so I was like st starting to grow. And I was ready to throw that away because I thought I needed like my professional academic right. job. And that's what everybody kind of expected of me. But then I just stopped applying for jobs and I went full force into the content creation. And that's kind of when everything just exploded for me. What's your main focus when you do these? So the lab kind of? Uh, well, no, because after I left the lab, then now I didn't have the lab as like my primary place to make content. And so I transitioned that into almost like a home lab in my kitchen. And right. I started doing now instead of doing like 
those hardcore research experiments that I was doing in a science lab. Now I'm doing these like fun at home activities, still science, um, but that are more catered towards families and kids. And then having my son integrating him into that yes. and taking more of like the family friendly approach to it to just like make science accessible at home. Wow. That's amazing. So how do you, how much time do you think in a week you spend creating videos? Like what's your creation, like what's your process for getting videos out there? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of planning that goes into it. So deciding what type of activities or pieces of content that I want to share, I really try and plan a month, two months out. And so, for example, seasonal content, my holiday content, I was planning December back at the beginning of November, deciding what do I want to do? How do I want to film it? When's the stuff going to go out so that it comes out in a timely manner? And so that alone takes quite a bit of time, just the planning and then the actual like filming and editing. So to, for example, to film a 15 second experiment, that's like you see the final 15 second reel on Instagram that to film that would probably take maybe half an hour to an hour. And then to edit it would take me about 20 minutes to edit. And then I got to upload it onto the various platforms and use the various um, the tools on every platform to add captions, add text, like all of that fun stuff. Right. And then you got to actually post it. And then after you post it, that's that's kind of like the start uh, almost of the work because now you got to engage and you got to follow up with people, answer people's questions, interact. And there's that all takes time. So I would say like for one video, maybe like five to six hours goes oh. into like one 15 second video that you see. You have employees or is it all you? I do have one intern who works with me. Um, she does. She works five hours a week on different tasks that I give her. But in terms of like the content creation side of things, I create all my videos. I edit all my videos. I conceptualize all my videos. They help more with um, other aspects of the business. Now you have, I, I mean, I saw your CRV thing mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you start monetizing this for yourself? When that start? Yeah. So I got my first paid um, brand deal back in 2019 wow. or beginning of 2020. <laughs> and but oh, it was I mean, it was exciting because it was a, with a very big um, brand that falls under I can say it falls under Procter and Gamble. So it was one of their cup brands. So pretty big brand. And I didn't know what to quote them. I quoted them like solo. I got absolutely destroyed and taken advantage of in that right. partnership, not because of them, but because I just didn't know how it worked and right. I didn't know the work that went into it. But that was when I first monetized. And then slowly over the years, I started to talk with other content creators in the same space asking, what do you charge? What do you charge? And then I just learned that, you know, go in high and if they say or go in with a, a rate and if they say yes right away, then you know you were too low. Right. And so you always want to shoot higher. And I've learned shooting higher doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to come back and say no. They usually will come back with, okay, can you meet in the middle somewhere? And it wasn't until I had a deal in, what was this? This was in 2021 in the fall. Um, I got my first like big brand deal. It was a, what, a five-figure deal. So oh. yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that was um, that was wild, and I realized, oh shoot, there's like a lot of potential here. And so, and then when it's, and how do people, as someone's looking to become a content, content creator, creator, yeah, like what's the advice you would give them to sort of, because again, you sort of had a, you you are highly educated, mm -hmm. decided to go through all that education. Mm -hmm. You know, we have now a lot of young kids thinking that, hey, you know, I want to be the next whoever big TikTok stars, Noah Beck, whatever his name mm -hmm. is on TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I got to sort of chuckle. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, big no back is a big guy on TikTok, right? I'm, I'm correct, yeah. right? Yeah. Saying, I'm not that old. Um, they want to be him. Mm-hmm. What kind of work do you think is required to get to your level? Get to his level. Like what? How, like, like how many? Like what do you need? Well, you just need to not stop. You just can't think that, and you can't think that it's going to happen overnight. Like I tell people all the time, you can't just start posting and think that you're going to start making money right away. I was posting on Instagram and blogging consistently, like four or five posts a week, for five years before I made my first dollar. And oh, so wow. that it it takes time, but like once it starts. You can't just like say, okay, oh my God, they're going to pay me this. Now I'm just going to do it. And like, that's it. No, like once you get a paying job, then you really got to nurture that relationship with the PR agency that you're working with. You got to deliver. You got to make it as easy for that person to work with you so that they want to come back. You got to produce high quality content so that they want to work with you again. And so it doesn't, it's not, it's not easy. Like people think that, oh, you just post a video on Instagram. It looks easy, but it looks easy because I've become an expert at doing it. Right. I've really like, this is my craft. Like videos, I always say, okay, if you think it's easy to make a 15 second video engaging like this, then do it. And then you'll see. It's tough. You remember our first videos? Uh, 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 They're tough. (laughs) Videos are hard. Even I look at my first videos, terrible. So do you do you now at this point go out to companies or do they always come to you? They they're all inbound. I I mean I will try and pitch and I'll be honest I have not been successful in any pitch right. on my own. But I it's just sometimes they they're they're looking for somebody and when they're ready to if they have a specific campaign if they're looking for a sp- working with a specific creator then they go out looking for them a lot of the time these companies don't have budget just to like throw around whenever somebody comes to them i've also been fortunate having enough inbound that i don't spend a lot of time like sometimes if i'll have a slow month i'll be like oh i need to start doing pitches and i'll send out like two three pitches and of course i'm not going to i'm not going to get any takers from right. that but there are people who will pitch like you know, 10, 20 times like a week. And then of course they'll get, right. They'll get some takes. Yeah. Interesting. No, it's, my, I mean, my, my brain just, I know like, there's so much. So <laughs> yeah. the month, so your whole uh, thing is also, you know, you're trying to balance education, mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. and motherhood realness. I think I made a note of. Yeah. So what is that? What does motherhood realness mean? Motherhood realness is just that. Like, I mean, being a parent, it's hard. It's not easy. And social media makes it look, 100%. very easy like everyone makes it seem like oh you have this amazing baby and they just do all the things and you're so happy and so full of joy and i'm like that was not my experience right. like i <laughs> i absolutely hated the newborn phase i did not have a good i had a very difficult baby Simon and i had a very difficult time with him and i'm like whoa well, like i was not ready for this and i wasn't ready for it because nobody talked about it and so i started sharing my experience and also sharing my experience, how I dealt with that and work at the same time and kind of like growing a business and growing a career while also trying to have a family and how you can't just like do it all and do it all on your own. That's what they make it seem. But I had- And do it all well. And do it all well. Like something's got to give. I had a lot of help and I was very transparent about having a lot of help um, with family and, you know, having a supportive partner and all of that. And then also just like- So mom was supportive? Yeah, Yeah, pretty pretty supportive. Surprising. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just being honest about that because people like, it's like such a reality check when you go through it and you realize like, oh damn, it's not as easy as people make it look. Interesting. So, and I guess from there, 
you start to hear from people saying, thank oh, yeah. you. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. They're like, wow, I'm going through the same thing right now. Like, this like helps. Like, like, how many this messages is are you getting from people oh, a on lot. average? Like, a that lot. <laughs> Am I? Well, I'm just curious because yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you said you reply to most messages. Oh, oh, yeah. I try and reply to every message if I see it. And so um, I, yeah, a lot of messages, especially if, when I get real. When I get right. real about motherhood, that's when I see like, I'll have like hundreds of comments or like, I don't know how many DMs from people sharing their stories. What's next for this business? So what's next is I am trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to grow. Like I was just having this conversation with someone the other day about how I've comment, kind of hit a ceiling where I've hit a certain level of success, but I don't know how to get past wow. it. And I think that requires maybe some coaching, maybe a mastermind of some sort, but I just need to start talking to other people who have scaled and maybe start investing more in like more help for the business. But I would, I would love to have a standalone business one day that is child centered, that is STEM education, but isn't reliant on me to be the face of it, if that makes sense. Yep. Because right now, all the only way that I make money in my business is from me showing up. And so I right. need to figure out how can I now start to passively make income without me having to show up. That's, yeah. that's everybody's dream. That's the dream, yeah. that's the dream right? <laughs> Ria has another question. What's yeah. it like being married to a realtor? <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. No, like it's, I, I mean, it has its ups and it has its downs. A positive is that we're both entrepreneurs and we're both working for ourselves and have our own schedules. And so we just booked a family vacation in February and like we can do that and we can take Where time off. We're in a Dominican for a week. So Where the whole family. Yeah. Where are you staying? <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to share where I'm. Oh. The, I don't want to share the resort, but no, right no, now, no, 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 not the resort. Like, where in Dominican are you staying? Oh, <laughs> uh, don't share the resort. Yeah. Shoot, I don't know the Punta Cana, Puerto Puerto Cana, Cana. yeah, Punta oh, Cana. Cana. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, why am I? <laughs> Please tell the world where you're staying in the week, <laughs> time of your flights, all that. No, no, no. no. So we release this just in January. <laughs> yeah, just in time for that. Yeah. Um, no, but it's great because we we can, you know take days off or we there's a lot of flexibility and for example like me you know coming and doing this podcast like he's out and he's like picking up our son and then you know vice versa we can like lean on each other but also you know being in real estate real estate hours especially with like showings and offers and all of that often happens after like the nine to five hours 100%. and so it's when we're at home and it's like you know calls during dinner or you know you got to go out and do <laughs> showings out in scarborough for like four hours in the evening and right. so that that part of it but i get it and there are times where like i have to be gone for a weekend or i'm like traveling for work and like we kind of like lean on each other for that and so of course like anything is ups and downs but i I love being able to call him whenever I feel like calling him during the day. And I know when he worked at in corporate, I couldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. Now, how is it being married to another entrepreneur? I think it's great. I mean, I, I think it's fun because we get to like talk to each other about what what the next steps are. And I feel like we're just so creative and we just have so much fun like thinking about like what, yeah, what are we going to do next? And it's interesting because you would think it would be scary i guess because there's like literally no security right um, that, that was my point yeah yeah there's no security but i don't know i have so much faith in like what he does and what i do and i know we both love what we do and we're good at what we do so i'm confident in that he's also an accountant so he's the he's the the numbers guy always thinking about that stuff like you gotta have savings here and here and all that so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's that's so just who, our reality who spends more 
Oh, <laughs> probably me. <laughs> That's a good question. Simone, I have to like push him, but then when he does, like he uh, a big ticket item. He he wants to you know get something something nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I definitely spend more on the day to day. Right. No. Yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a spender too. I find. I find. Like I black. Like it's we're filming on Black Friday. Yeah. And I spent most of my morning looking at things, and I bought a few things today. Yeah. Um, I enjoy nice things. Yeah. As we all do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And now you talked about um I think we're <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I know where I was going with this. You talk about scaling your business ticket mm. to the next level. Mm. Um have you talked to other people um who are maybe, you know, at your level? Mm -hmm. So good ideas of what they're doing. Like, like what, like you said, you're going to get a coach. Well, let's say someone doesn't want to spend the money mm -hmm. get to the next level. Mm -hmm. What other tips or thoughts do you have on this? Yeah, I would just say talk to other people in your in your area, like in your community. And so I have other creators who are, uh, no, they're not local. I'm, I, I was about to ask, is there a community of you guys? That, uh, that, yeah. There's there's a community here, but I'm not as close. Like I have, I have friends, yeah. But I think the people, or one of my biggest mentors actually lives in the States. She's in LA and she's been a really great, friend over the years and she's you know five I would say five years ahead in her career and so I've looked at like leaned on her a lot asking right. her questions about how I can run various aspects of the business and so that's been helpful and you know that's that's free help and so if you're not looking to invest yet that's right. great that type of mentorship but you got to find people online who are you know you know well known in that space mm -hmm. are willing to share information for free or like um I think I don't think everyone's willing to share information for free. I mean, we developed a friendship and a relationship on right. social media before we ever had those conversations. Right. And so I think that's what you have to do first. I would never just like reach out to somebody just cold, having no conversation with them before, unless I've had some type of like relationship built with them. Right. Um, and so that's something that I really try and do. And now like going out to like influencer events in the city, you meet people and then you influencer have influencer events. Yeah, they'll like. Yeah, this is like. Uh, <laughs> so, what what is an influencer event in the city? And we're not, we're hopefully talking Toronto and not Oshawa. Yeah, Oshawa, <laughs> but, you, know, you know. Yeah, it's it's in Toronto, and so I mean, for example, last what was this back in the fall? Tim Hortons they released their um their trading cards, their hockey trading cards, right. and so they wanted to get the word out to the broader like Canadian community, and so they invite influencers and creators who have followings out to this event. It was at a hockey arena. There was food there was like you could make your own hockey card and it was fun like that it was a family event and then of course it's the unwritten rule that you right. go and you take pictures and right. you post, post and you share and so those those types of events and there you meet other creators influencers and then oh, okay because when you said event i was like oh so who's the lead content creator that oh okay. yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That make, that's they're, actually they're very brand smart. events yeah that's yeah. very smart for brand awareness that's yeah. interesting that's very smart mm -hmm. like interesting so are so are there any local creators like in the region mm -hmm. that you see up and coming like you know it's interesting question because you only hear about people in toronto mm -hmm. maybe a couple that like might be in pickering yeah. but no one's sort of you know like you know ajax whitby you know out, like that area it's interesting i don't know too many oh, yeah. i know one mandy sparkle and shine she's pretty big in whitby. oh yeah i've yeah, come yeah. across her page yeah. i saw some stuff she did with her maya uh i think she visited Thermaea. Yes, but, yes, 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 yes. Um, I, yeah, I've seen her, but I honestly, I don't know too many people in Durham. Maybe we should honestly. come up with something where we can get Durham creators. Yeah, together. together. Yeah. I don't know how, but yeah. I'll talk to you about I that. I think it's hard because even somebody like myself, 
when I share, like I share that I'm in Toronto. Yeah. I don't share where I'm like, you yeah. know, yeah. where exactly I am. Like I'll talk about Durham, but I think a lot of people, creators in the GTA just say Toronto. Right. Cause it's, it, cause so it's, you don't know it's, where it's they known. actually are it's until known. you get in the DMs and you're like, oh, True. I'm in Oakville. Yeah. I'm in Brampton. I'm here. It looks like, funny because whenever I'm on vacation, you're like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Toronto. Yeah. I don't say from Whitby. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. What? No, but even when I first got licensed, I didn't want Durham. Oh, number yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. I, I only stayed in the toronto office yeah, just for that yeah. <laughs> there you go. yeah really yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to come because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, re- you really went to toronto office just to have a 905 durham wasn't open at the time right i never wanted to change because i wanted the toronto number i don't want people to think i was only a durham guy yeah so, so. that's true but it's actually. also like for the international like audience or like people in other parts of canada or i have majority of my following in the united states like they don't know, like they right. don't know the GTA. They, they don't know, the know Durham. They know Toronto. Because, yeah. So or drinks from. We're in yeah. Toronto. Yeah. That, that, that's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've learned so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, on an off day, what do you do? An off day? Like a, like like a day like a day when you're not working. Video where you're just a day of relaxation. Um. Yeah, the ends of why. This is going to sound <laughs> bad. Uh, my guilty pleasure is just to sit on the couch and watch my reality TV. Which is what? often Real what Housewives. Okay. It's all the Bravo shows. It's I just got into <laughs> Vanderpump. I was going to say Vanderpump Rules, Summer I, House, I, Winter House. I, I, I have like, a question. Does Simon watch this with you? As some of the <laughs> franchises, yeah. <laughs> I just got into Vanderpump last week. I, it was on Netflix. It put on season one and two. Yeah. Got through it in a day. Yeah. And then... Oh, it's good. It's so juicy. now it is very good, actually. I, I, I can't watch it. And I didn't think I'd be into it. I, I'm, I'm above it, apparently, but I'm not not anymore. Yeah. Because it's the holidays now, right? So yeah. it's like I needed something to get me through. the. the it's, there's a ton of episodes. Mm-hmm. Season three is great. And yeah. there's an additional seven seasons after that. I'm, yeah. I'm very happy. Yeah. And it it's better. quite good. It gets good. better. Uh, Vanderpump? Yeah. It's you don't just, know about the scandal? Well, it's been trending. It was, it was, it was a top Wait trending show. Wait until you shows. get to the last season. Oh, really? yeah. It was a top trending show of 2023. So it's like, wild. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watch such serious TV. Yeah. You know, that I needed something. I, I, you know what harder jobs are? I don't want to come home and watch, yeah. you know, the well, news. Well, that's me. I, I, wanted to, I want to shut off. That's yes. what I, that's how I unwind. I yes. just want to watch just nonsense. We're on the opposite. I need People to watch. People living these lives. So your favorite lives. show right now is is Vanderpump or what's your favorite show? Uh, I watch all the Housewife series. All of them? All the Real Housewife <laughs> franchises. Yeah. Like ten of them. Yeah. So they, I mean, I keep up to date with the season. So there's usually maybe like three franchises on at a time. So right, right now Miami's on, um, Beverly Hills, yes. <laughs> Potomac. Wow. So, so wow. I, uh, okay. that's how I unwind. Favorite, I know you said you're I'm, a foodie. I'm about to say this too. Oh, okay, you go ahead. Yeah. Favorite local business. Thank you. Local business? Hmm. There's a few, but I would have to say if it's food, I love Avanti's oh. in Oshawa. Yes. Yeah. Avanti's is great. Yeah. Yeah. Love, 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 love Avanti's. I, they have this mushroom cream pasta. That That's the only thing that I get. Tortellini. That's the only thing I get <laughs> I, I'm there. getting hungry all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, what, what about the one you went to recently? Uh Oh, um. Oh my God, sea salt! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my God, sea salt! Yeah, so good. I'm. I was. I was saying to you earlier. Like I. I can't believe how it wasn't as busy as it was because it's so good and the portions are huge. Like yes. I feel like a lot of times now you go to restaurants and you see the prices and of course all prices have gone up, but then you get these like tiny portions and you know me and Simon we like to eat like yes. <laughs> so I go want to sea salt everyone. Yes, yes. Sea, yeah. please go to sea salt Westney. Yeah, the four hundred one and Ajax. So good. Uh, the Go train station. Yeah. Yes. What is your toughest day as a business owner? My toughest day. 
my toughest day is when I start to get in my head about comparing myself with everything I'm seeing online. How do you how do you separate yourself from it? It's really hard. It's I actually had a couple days this week like that, and it's really hard to separate myself because I I get so consumed in my head at what other people are doing and how I want to be doing things, even though I am doing things, just not the same things, and I get really hard on myself for that and it eats on me and then I'm just like complaining to Saman and he's like what are we going to do about it and I'm like I don't know what the solution is but I just want to mourn in but my it, it, wouldn't that be tough though in your industry because really all you're doing is watching others it really. is that's, it's, that's what it's it is. so hard because like that's the thing with content creation like you got to throw so much out there and you don't know what's going to stick and right. then like something could stick and yeah you get that dopamine spike for whatever the day that the post is going viral but then the next year like Okay, now I want that again. Or like I need something else like to to do well or I need another partnership or whatever the case may be. But I just try and like stay sane that like everything is happening how it's supposed to happen. Yep. I'm getting deals and things are not happening because they're not supposed to happen right now. There's a Definitely. reason why it's not happening. And I just need to accept that and accept that something else is coming. And that's what I just have to keep coming back to that every single time. Yeah, that would be tough. I couldn't I couldn't imagine, you know, being in your cause because you know it's when you work a nine to five, mm-hmm. you get paid every two weeks. Yeah. You, get a, you have a performance review. You have all this stuff that sort of helps, you know, scratch your back, mm-hmm. makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. In your industry, you know, because people think likes are important, mm-hmm. but also are views important? Views are important. Yeah. I, I think views are probably more important than likes. Yeah. Right. Um, definitely more important because that show, like, you just want reach, right? If a right. brand wants to work with you, they want to see that it's getting in front of eyes. Like, anyone can buy likes. Like, right. that's very easy. You can easily see if somebody's bought likes, if they have like, you know, 100 views and 100 likes. That's definitely not, that's that's not um, not likely to happen. Right. And so uh, I would say views are definitely more important. But at the end of the day, views, likes, reach, whatever engagement, like if you're not able to monetize, then none of that matters. But if you are able to monetize, it doesn't matter if the numbers aren't necessarily where you want them to because you're still monetizing. Right. And then when, when it comes to, because I've heard this, when people have, let's say, 100,000 followers, uh-huh. that would be, when you talk about certain brands, do they care about what the breakdown of your followers are or like, like does it depends? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the time when you're working with bigger brands, I would say like A-list brands, they're working with you through a PR agency that represents them. And these PR agencies, they have all the back end um, technology to look into your profile and see all of those numbers and see how you perform, see how you performed on other campaigns, see who you've worked with in the past. They can see all of that. And so when they come to you for they want to work with you for a campaign, they're not asking, okay, what's your reach? What's your follower count? They already know that. They're coming to you. If somebody's coming to you and asking for that, then they're most likely, I hate to say this, then they most likely don't have the budget to pay the rates that you would. Right. Or at least that's my case. Right. Yeah. And what's your uh, social media handles? My Instagram is Sarah A. Habibi, S-A-R-A-H-A-H-A-B-I-B-I. And uh, TikTok is still science.bay. And then everywhere else is Sarah A. Habibi. Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Yeah, that was very informative. Well, thank you. Look at look at yeah. how quickly that goes. So fast. It's so yeah. quick, so fast. Yeah, Sarah Habibi, thank Sarah. I can't believe Sarah Habibi. Thank you very much <laughs> for coming on our podcast episode nine. Yes, we appreciate you. I mean, I reached out to you, you know, and you replied very quickly. 
And uh, I really appreciate that so much. Again, follow her, guys. Her content, her content is so good. So, and also, you're right, very quick. I love how quick, quick your stuff is mm-hmm. and uh, informative. So, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you so yeah. much for having me. This is great. Oh.